Hello and welcome to the 41st episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. And I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher of iPhone Life magazine. So we're pretty excited. We just have been covering the Apple announcement that happened earlier today. And we have a special episode for you where we are going to debate whether or not you should buy the iPhone 7 and whether or not, if you do upgrade, you should buy the iPhone 7 or iPhone 7 Plus. And we have Sarah and David both feeling opinionated and feisty here, so they're going to share their opinions with you. We're always opinionated and feisty. We're just excited that this time these opinions and feistiness can actually be channeled into a podcast. Right. And we did this last year, too, so we're kind of following up on a tradition mm -hmm. of Sarah and David battling. It's actually, again, a tradition that goes well beyond the podcast. <laughs> it does. Pretty much every conversation David and I have. And I will be the moderator here. Make sure it doesn't get too out of hand. As usual. <laughs> uh, but first, I want to talk to you about some of iPhone Life's offerings. Uh, iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips is where you can sign up for our daily tips newsletter. And if you do that, we'll help you master your iPhone in one minute each day. We'll send you a tip written by Sarah or Connor, our feature web writer here, and uh, we think you'll really enjoy. So go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips to sign up for that. And I also want to talk to you about our iPhone Life Insider program, which is our premium subscription, which will teach you to become an iPhone master even faster. If you can go to iPhoneLife.com slash insider to sign up for that, and I'll tell you a little bit about the features that we offer with that. You'll get in-depth video tutorials. We have an iOS 10 guide that's about to come out. It's so awesome. Today we just found out it's going. Uh, iOS 10 is going to be released officially September 13th. So we'll release the guide that day so that you'll have someone to help you learn all of the new features and ways you can use your device. So if you're listening to this and for some reason you haven't signed up to one or both of these programs, you really need to get on it now. With iOS 10 coming out, we've had iOS 10 beta for the last few months and we have months and months worth of free tips that we're gonna share with you every single day telling you how to use this new operating system. And if you really wanna go all out and if you should because it's worth it, uh, signing up to iPhone Life Insider, you're going to get a comprehensive guide. We've been working on this for weeks and weeks, putting mm -hmm. together an awesome video guide and a downloadable PDF of everything you need to know about iOS 10. Uh, and so it's really worth it. it in terms of just saving you time, making your life easier, teaching you how to use this uh, new operating system, it's awesome. So. If you're feeling cheap and you're going to spend all your money on the new phone, then I guess go to iPhoneLife.com right. slash uh, daily tip. But really, for, for $60 a year, it's well worth your time to go to iPhoneLife.com slash insider. And some of these features in iOS 10, as we've discovered over the past few months, are not obvious when you first uh, upgrade. You're not necessarily going to know what iOS 10 has to offer. And that's, some right. of that's because of 3D Touch. If you have a 3D Touch enabled phone, that's sort of an invisible feature. You have to press harder to discover it. So that's another reason. Just save yourself the time and let us teach you. And the other, the other features that we have with Insider, I just told you about the guides, uh, we have one-minute video tips every day. We have a digital subscription to the magazine that you'll get, as well as full access to our archive, and a feature called Ask an Editor, where when you're having some sort of technical problem, you can email Sarah here and she'll help you solve it. And that's you know really an invaluable, uh, an invaluable feature of Insider. So go to iPhoneLife.com/insider to sign up. And uh, the difference between Daily Tips and Insider, we told you some of these features, but sometimes people get a little bit confused. With the Daily Tips, you just get one written tip each day, whereas Insider, you get all of the guides, you get video versions of all of the Daily Tips, Ask an Editor, and a subscription to the magazine. Another thing you get too that we don't emphasize that much and probably should more, you get access to our archive of all of our video tips. So you can look back over time and see all of these tips from the last, I mean we have over 500 video tips now and archive of all of our guides. We have a Siri guide, we have a security guide. So you get a ton of content for that that you not only get new content added every day but can browse all of our old content. Right, it's really useful. All right, All that's right. enough. That's our only sell for this, I promise. <laughs> so now let's get into first just 
giving our listeners an overview of what happened at the announcement if they weren't tuning mm-hmm. in. So the iPhone 7, iPhone 7 Plus. Right. We won't get into too many of the details about the features before the debate because we'll be covering all of that there. But uh, people weren't even sure what the naming conventions were going to be. Mm -hmm. It is officially the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. There is no iPhone 7 Pro like we thought might happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else did we get? So should we say when you can order it? You can pre-order the iPhone 7 on September 9, and it will be available on the 16th. Um, they finally heard our pleas and eliminated the 16 gigabyte base model in favor of a 32 gigabyte one. Phil Schiller too pulled a fast one on us. If you guys weren't watching, he put up a screen that had the old base mm-hmm. uh, gigabyte storage options, and our entire office started booing at the TV. And then <laughs> we're he, like 16 gigabytes yeah. again. No. <laughs> we, we were all screaming at the TV. Obviously, we're. We're very enthusiastic watchers of these conferences, and then uh, and then he switched it. So thir- 32 gig, 128, and 250? 256, yeah. All right. So those are some right. pretty solid options there. Right. And then the next thing they announced was the Apple Watch Series 2. That's what they're calling it, or the S2, as they called it occasionally. Um, I know. We've been calling it the Apple Watch 2 for a while, so. Right. But apparently mm-hmm. it's the S2. Yeah. And so, cool things, it's going to be water-resistant to 50 meters, which basically means you can swim with it now. I mean, 50 meters, you can go scuba diving with it. 50 meters is deep. It's, I'm surprised right, yeah. that, like, they're not allowed to call it waterproof at 50 meters. They're calling it swim-proof. Yeah. So, right. It's kind of strange. Um, 50% faster uh, dual-core CPU, uh, two times faster GPU, two times brighter. I don't know why that's supposed to be that exciting, but... Well, two times brighter you're screen. out in the sun all day, and so I guess if you have... To me, I think part of it is we're not using apps that much because of the slow processor. But right. if you have a faster processor, you're using apps more, you're going to want to need to see your screen better out in the sun, so brighter. I can see how that would be useful. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. a good point. It would be nice if uh, it had a control center function of letting you just quickly adjust your screen brightness on your Apple Watch. Yeah, assuming that it's too bright, which I doubt. It'll probably yeah. be fine, except right. for like in movies. I turn my Apple Watch off during movies. What about you? Like if I'm in a movie theater, I'm always embarrassed for it to like start lighting up. Oh, I never even thought to do that. I just put it in airplane mode. Uh, <laughs> You're more considerate yeah, than we yeah. are. I was going to make fun of you. Oh, I never even thought of other people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I also just text throughout movies, yeah, too. I, I mean, I never thought people. that it was a big deal. Yeah, I see. I see how it is. <laughs> All right. So another really exciting feature is built-in GPS. That That's pretty significant. Yeah, so. that's important. I mean, and now, so say you go for a run, it will be, you know, your pace will be accurate. And when you get home and you look at your workout and the activity app on your iPhone, you can actually see the route that you ran. Um, and it, they gave a kind of cool example um, using this National Parks route apps where, you know, you mm-hmm. can really use it to choose your hike and make sure you're staying on the right trail and things like that. So that was very cool. I know. I'm not much of a runner, so I was like, oh, GPS, whatever. But then when I saw that app, I thought it was really cool because, I mean, I've been to National Parks a few different times and find, a lot of times the maps are really unclear and it's hard to choose like which you know hike do you want to do and this would show you your different routes and tell you if you've gone off like if you've gotten lost and things like that which seems really like I would use that yeah for maybe sure. like once every two years when I go to a <laughs> national park <laughs> we've got one national park in <laughs> Iowa and it's um it's not really very hard I'm mean, easy to get lost in okay so and, and then another thing is that there's a new material. Um, there's an option to get it in ceramic in this sort of pearly white color. I'm not sure they mm-hmm. announced the official name of the color, but it's kind of a pearly white. And it's I, like I think that might be technically the color. Oh, really? The kind of per- I pearly to. white. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just said it's sort of a pearly white yeah. color, but I didn't. I didn't check that on the website. And um, apparently, it's something like five times harder than steel. Yeah. I know. When I first heard ceramic, I was like, oh, that sounds really delicate. Yeah, he didn't get much into it. It was mm-hmm. a, it was kind of a very small tidbit, but I was curious to kind of take a look at it and see if I liked it better than steel. Yeah, and then I personally do not care at all, but there's more Hermes options with, like, mm. different pretentious... That are very elegant, as he points out. Or pretentious yes. bands. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's a thing. If you want a watch band that's, like, as much as your watch, go for it. Yeah. So uh, 
with those new features, my husband now wants an Apple Watch because of the GPS and the um, and the being swim proof, which really? I was surprised. He's been like pretty against it all this time, the Apple Watch, and I was surprised that that was enough because I when I was watching the updates, I was like, okay, cool, but I was kind of hoping for some more new designs. Well, it's funny. I was kind of I was kind of sitting there feeling sheepish because I've been swimming with my Apple Watch for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, maybe I really shouldn't have done that. But you, yeah. I mean, it it, seems it's, it's fine. Out. So yeah, I guess okay. Let's let's go point by point with this. We aren't doing a debate for the Apple Watch, but we want to at least you know right, right. give you a little bit of commentary here. GPS, are you excited about it? Do you care? I am excited about it. I actually was thinking I'd want to maybe upgrade, but I'm finding myself not really wanting to. It, just to be clear, it costs three hundred sixty-nine dollars for mm-hmm. starting. Um, I imagine that's for the thirty-eight millimeter sport edition. Yeah, which I um, I don't think the ceramic white comes in sport, does it? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. That was a little unclear. And there's also a, a new special Nike version that. As far as I can tell, it has a special band for runners that's breathable, which breathable means it has holes in it, <laughs> and um, has like a shortcut from the like watch face to start a run and with the Nike app, Nike Plus app, right? Or something. Yeah, I it seems silly to me. Yeah, and that will be available in late October. The other ones are available for pre-order on September 9th. They didn't say when they'd be available. They might have it on the website. Um, I'm just finding myself not as excited as I thought I would be. I think I will eventually upgrade. I don't feel a big rush about it. Yeah, my feeling, I think I don't care that much about GPS, and that's the main problem. Is I, And I actually am a runner, but number one, I haven't found any wireless headphones that I like, so I mm. end up still using my iPhone in an armband when I run, which has GPS, of course. So part of it is, well, am I going to find a, a wireless headphones that I like, and then mm. I don't. And then at that point, the GPS is more valuable. But even so, it's not like I can't use my Apple Watch on a run now. It's just not right. going to tell me my route. But I don't really care about my route. I kind of know yeah. my route already. Yeah, like, I run the same route time. every time. So <laughs> Actually, I don't funny care story, that much. David and I discovered that we run basically the same route, but we never run into each other because we each turn a different direction. <laughs> oh my God. And you're more of a morning runner too, aren't you? Uh, lately, I've been a, maybe I should run. Actually, I'm going to stay home. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> so that when we, you say we turn different directions, you turn towards the couch? Is that? Is yeah, that basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the GPS, I don't care that much about. The faster processor intrigues me because I think it, mm-hmm. it will make a big difference. There's a lot of things I just don't okay. bother to do with my phone, my Apple Watch because it's slow and it annoys me. So here's one thing. Mm-hmm. the What they're calling the S1 now, the original Apple Watch... Um, will be $269, but it will have the new dual core. Mm-hmm. So I know. That was interesting to me. I mean, that might be a good option for someone yeah, who doesn't like my care husband. about, well, if, I mean, it, oh, it, no, he it won't the have the GPS, it won't be swim proof, but it will yeah. be faster. Yeah. Now I have been, it's so funny how much of these decisions just turn into personal decisions. Like I've been thinking about swimming this winter. So now I'm like, well, maybe I'll buy it because I like, to me, here's what, here's what matters. Like, do you care, are you serious enough about running or doing some sort of outdoor activity that GPS is going to be really valuable for you? Um, now, when I say outdoor activity, I mean like really outdoors to the point where you don't have your phone with you because otherwise if you have your phone, you have GPS. So that's question number one. Question number two, are you going to be doing something in the water where the waterproof helps? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think the base model, the S1 with the faster processor, I think that's probably what I'll do. For me, I think yeah. I'll just stay put with mine. My my takeaway was that I, uh, for people who already have this the S one, there aren't unless like you fit into the categories that you mentioned, David. There's no real reason to upgrade, and that you would want to wait for the next iteration that's going to be even better. But if you haven't had bought an Apple Watch yet, I think now is kind of a good time. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people out there that have been waiting for the second version. Mm-hmm. It's definitely gotten more polished. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. we all, all three of us have Apple Watches. We all love our Apple Watches. So if you don't have one, I th- I really love it. It's one. It, yeah, I, I wear it every single day. Yeah, yeah. And my experience is it's similar to when I got an iPad, where before I got one, I had a hard time explaining 
like it's hard to think of an exact reason why you absolutely need one. Like there's very little that you can do on an iPad that you couldn't necessarily do on a computer or a phone. Uh-huh. But it was just such a nice experience. It was so experience. convenient. It's a different experience. Same thing with Apple Watch. It's like there's very little that I do on my Apple Watch that I couldn't just take out my phone to do. But not having to take out my phone a hundred times a day is just really nice. And it just yeah. makes my life that much easier. Okay, so that's our opinion on whether you should get an Apple Watch. So wait, just to yeah. summarize, none of us are getting... The, I, I guess I'm the closest one to getting the new Apple Watch. I'll think about it in the spring, maybe. The, I'm, I don't oh, know. Sorry. I'm pretty happy with what I'm using my Apple Watch for now. I'm not feeling a huge lack even seeing the new features. I feel like if this had just been an Apple Watch announcement, I would be getting it. But since I know that I'll be getting a new iPhone, <laughs> it's true. It's like that took precedent, and I don't really feel justified in buying more than one device at a time. Right. Which I don't know. That could just be me, but in some ways, it might be a bad move on Apple's part to combine those announcements. Whereas when That's, the Apple Watch was yeah. in the spring, it was like this huge hype just over the Apple Watch. You hadn't recently spent a ton of money on a phone, so... Yeah, like, and uh, my daughter just destroyed her 5S, so I have to get her a new phone mm, as well as a phone yeah. for myself if I choose to upgrade. It's like a lot of expensive purchases yeah, all at once. but so much of the sales comes in the holidays is why they do it. That's true. I do agree with yeah. you, though, Donna. I would have loved to see a, a different form factor. Like, yeah, that's my just, one complaint. If of, they'd made it thinner, you know? I Actually, speed and the way it looks uh-huh. are both ways... Like, I don't think the Apple Watch is bad looking but it's a little bulky in my opinion for me and I feel like I think it works better as a masculine looking watch Mm -hmm. um than like I wish they'd had ones I mean I guess I also did get the um what do you call it is it the The, space gray yeah something like that yeah the the darkest like yeah model so mine does look more like masculine that way see I got the silver one because I thought the space gray was too masculine looking but I found that all of the watch bands don't go with the silver yeah and so i've really like been jealous of you with your like cute watch bands that all <laughs> go with your space gray one and i've been yeah. like regretting mm. and then connor carey our feature writer got the rose gold one and i know was, like, i like hers i felt really sad at that point <laughs> and then and then you went and got the rose gold phone or was it the other way around I don't it was know. the other way okay. around. <laughs> but okay. anyways okay so final conclusion if I decide I'm going to be a swimmer this winter, I will buy it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I probably won't buy it. I probably won't upgrade from the S1 that I have now to the new S1 with the faster. Um, so I'm going to mm-hmm. stay put unless I decide to be a swimmer. Uh, if you don't have an Apple Watch and you are thinking of buying it, that's, to me, the decision. Are you going to be swimming or doing something where the GPS helps? Otherwise, go out and buy yourself the new cheaper S1. Right. My only other point is that I want to wait and see how well watchOS 3 works. Mm. We didn't have the beta of that, like, unless you're a developer, like we did with iOS 10. And they say that it's going to be seven times faster. So like that on its own could be enough to kind of breathe new life into my old Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't end up seeming that significant and I'm seeing all, all these other people with the new Apple Watch that seems to be working so much better, that might change my mind. (laughs) If I do upgrade, um, I thought about giving my current Apple Watch to one of my daughters, but I think if I do upgrade, I will sell my Apple Watch and apply that cash toward an upgrade. Yeah, and that's a big factor, actually. How much are they going to sell for on eBay? Because, you know, it may only end up costing you 100 bucks to upgrade or something like that, and then it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on um, to the main thing. Oh, no, we no? have some other pre-order. stuff to cover. We wanted to tell you that uh, you can pre-order it September 9th. Did you already say this, Sarah? I did. Sorry. Okay. And the weird uh, Nike Plus one that did not, to me, justify its existence at all will be available <laughs> in late October. <laughs> no, I mean, you know. Nothing against Nike in general necessarily, but I just did not get the point. Some, I feel like Apple does this sometimes. They'll have these like partnerships with other companies, and they seem like born out of this like business development decision to like we're gonna partner with other companies and have strategic alliances. But I know. they don't often do it with the customers first, and I just yeah. didn't feel like I felt like this was an opportunity for both Nike and Apple to like tout how awesome Nike and Apple are, but not necessarily to give the customer something that was dramatically a better experience. Right, like I was initially interested in the band with the holes. I mean, it looks kind of stupid, but you know, you get this sort of like sweats line between your sport (laughs) band 
and your wrist when you're running. And if you had the holes, that would be great. You know, I wouldn't use it all the time, but you could switch it up. And so I was hoping I that was like like the Nike branded band, band yeah. and like the enhanced Nike app that takes advantage of all the cool features of the Apple Watch or whatever. But that's not how they did it. Yeah. Now, do, have we figured out, will the Nike app be available to normal Apple Watch users, or is it only available on the Apple Watch Nike version? I don't know. That would be so stupid. I well, know. I think some of it is that the Nike membership like costs something, oh, and with, if you buy the special Nike one, you get a membership. Oh, I'm just getting more and more annoyed. Oh, I am I going right. to pay for a Nike membership to use a stupid app? Like, it wasn't any better than RunKeeper or any other app I'm out there. I'm perfectly happy with the Apple running app really i mean yeah oh no i hate it i hate it let me tell you why they don't put all of the stats on one screen it's Mm. like if you want to know your right that's a good point you do you're like like, trying to run and flip through the screen you know what run keeper puts them all on one screen it's so much nicer all right there you go recommend run Run keeper plug for run yeah there you go oh pokemon on apple watch that was (laughs) they spent a long time talking about this there's going to be an apple watch version of pokemon okay i don't care about pokemon but mario is coming to iphone yeah those are the two that is awesome yeah right but the, the only thing i don't play pokemon go but it made me happy because I feel like people will be a little bit less like zombie-ish pedestrians with the with just looking at their Apple Watch instead of with their phone. No. I feel like they missed the boat. I mean, it's like it's already dying down. Pokemon, just based by the on way. the number of people I see wandering around staring at their phone screen at night when I'm walking my dogs, like far fewer people are playing. Also, I wonder. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear demographic information. Like, what are the demographic of pe- of people using Pokemon? It strikes me as teenagers. What is the demographic well, of... I have seen quite yeah. a few young parents forcing okay. their poor toddlers to wander around our town square <laughs> at like 10 at night as they play Pokemon Go. Okay. And do they have Apple Watches on? No. I don't think I've ever seen somebody but, wearing yeah. an Apple Watch playing Pokemon Go. They're... Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. it's a good point. All right. So... Possibly this... Connor. Yeah. Some right, of the with other the of us. <laughs> highlights from today, we did not see any iPads, which we weren't particularly expecting, but we were expecting to see MacBook Pros, which we did not get. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed about that because MacBook Pro has been due for an update for a while. Yeah, and we don't tend to do too much MacBook coverage here right. or Mac coverage, but definitely they've had the similar form factor and haven't been a major upgrade. I'm hoping that maybe they'll do an October announcement for that, but we'll see. I yeah, we'll see. I haven't heard any rumors. That's just me hoping. And uh, we got AirPods. That was something oh. we didn't see a lot of rumors about, but I don't know if it's really a major enough release to really warrant that much attention. But these are the new wireless earbuds that Apple released that now, you know, kind of along with their getting rid of the headphone jack, which, you know, spoiler, did happen with the iPhone 7. <laughs> they're wanting to really push their whole wireless first strategy. So they... They released yep. these wireless ear pods called AirPods. Okay. And for $159 yeah. in late October, you can... They can be yours. <laughs> right. Uh, so what did you guys think of the AirPods? One um, of our uh, Twitter followers tweeted that they look like e-cigs hanging out yeah. of your ears. <laughs> to tell you everything you need to know about them. I saw somebody else <laughs> call them. It looked like you were sticking an electric toothbrush in your ear. <laughs> right. Yeah, they don't just... They're not like circular and just stay in your ear they have like a tube that hangs down yeah. like not all the way to your chin but probably halfway down to your chin it's kind of strange like well halfway down to your jaw maybe like, I, yeah. I have mixed feelings they definitely look a little bit awkward but it's i, I don't mind that so much there it's a cool technology like there aren't yeah. that many there's a couple but there aren't very many earbuds out there that um are actually truly wireless like that where they're not even connected to each other that's a good point. Um, and yeah, and I hate like, those ones that connect to each other yeah, like under your chin yeah, or behind your head. Yeah, it's really yeah, annoying. I, only, I, I, I wear the, a pair of wireless earbuds from Jabra. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember which model it is. I don't mind them for running, but I definitely... And I wear them when I'm cleaning sometimes, which that's not that frequent. So I don't, <laughs> I don't wear them that often. But like, they have like I, a I strap between them. Yeah, like I don't a, wear them unless like... I really need to not be connected to my iPhone with hmm. a... Yeah. And like I said up front, I haven't found a good pair of wireless headphones. So, I, I mean, I tried out the Jabra. I know Jaybird has a pair that's supposed to be good. I haven't had a chance to try those. But these seem promising in terms of, A, 
in terms of being truly wireless, you don't have the annoying little cable. B, I really liked how easy they made it to like sync with them. I know, because that's one of those things that's such an annoyance. Yeah. I actually kind of want these. I do. I, I want them too. $159 seems expensive to me. Yeah. That's pretty pricey. I mean, depending on the sound quality, like that's pretty not that expensive for headphones that are nice, but pretty expensive for headphones you know, that are You know what I feel about the Apple Watch and the, the AirPods um, is that I would completely be happy to accept them as a Christmas or birthday gift, but I'm not yeah. likely to go buy them myself. Mm, yeah. I also like the little charging case that came in. That was cool. That was right. cool. So they have a five-hour battery on their Which own. Which is pretty good for, I mean, for wireless. Mm-hmm. And right. they go in these little this little charging case, which was small and seems pretty portable, and that can extend it to 24 hours. Right. My other concern is I was concerned whether or not they would stay in my ears while running. Yeah, because they don't have anything like, you know, so, um, what is it, Jaybird, that mm-hmm. has like a sort of little triangular piece that goes over your ears that it really stays. Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah. I mean, most sports um, earbuds have that thing that goes over your ear so that they're like hooked on. They look kind of weird, but it seems functional. That being said, I use normal ear pods now and it's fine. So maybe it'd be okay. I guess it depends on the shape of your ear. They fall out of your ear? A lot of our other Twitter followers were, were complaining about that. They're like, these look like, you know, I'll lose them by the time they arrive or something. And also just to mention Beats... Audio came out with two other headphones that work with the same technology. Now, I didn't hear much about this technology, and we were talking right. about the it. W2 chip. They didn't really explain so they how it works. their own chip. Yeah. It, but is, is it not Bluetooth? It's not. Okay. So it doesn't use, you don't pair it using Bluetooth, but it is a wireless connection, and it says that it's just a one-time, like, it can sense when you've picked them up and put them in your ear, and something will show up on your phone screen saying, would you like to connect? You just tap yes, and then that's, that's it. really cool. Um, now yeah. with with audio, and we'll get into this a little bit more later. Bluetooth Bluetooth compresses audio, and so the audio quality isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so AirPlay, which Apple uses to stream to its speakers, it's their technology does not. It's called lossless technology, meaning it doesn't compress and it's better sound quality. So they didn't mention whether or not it was lossless. Yeah, they didn't use that word, but they did say, they're like, you know, we're really wanting to push the ball forward. That is not the saying. Something like that. I think that that is us saying. (laughs) Yeah, they wanted to, they want to improve Bluetooth audio quality. Or wireless audio quality. quality, Yeah, so that's a big difference to me, whether the $159 price tag matters. I'm really looking forward to hearing what what the reviews say about the sound quality. Yeah, sound quality yeah. is important. Also, Beats makes terrible headphones. Don't yes, buy Beats headphones, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, <laughs> we should probably get into the debate yeah. soon. So yeah, I wanted it. to mention there was uh, one more thing that I thought was interesting and sad is Apple, now you can do real-time collaboration on your iWork things, which everyone uses Google Docs now because they should have done this five years ago. Yeah, I know. five years too late. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. And the other yeah. thing is, I use the Notes app just because it's there and it's easy to use on my iPhone. And with iOS 10, you can collaborate on right. Notes, which is cool. But they didn't Finally. bring uh, they didn't bring some of the features they are bringing to iWork now that I wish they would. Like for instance, you can see when the other person's in the document writing stuff, and you can leave comments for each other. Here, like you can both be working on it at the same time. But there's no there's not those features which make it a better experience. So right. that's kind of bummer. So I just want to quickly tell people when they can get the new OSs and mm-hmm. then let's move on to the debate. Yeah. So iOS not uh, sorry, not iOS nine. iOS ten will be <laughs> available on September thirteen and so will watch OS three. So um Keep an eye out for those. Uh, sometimes it's a good idea to let other people download it first and find out what happens to their devices. So just keep that in mind. That's what we're here for. We'll download it and, and keep you right. informed. And today's <laughs> tip, which you can find on, at iPhoneLife.com, is uh, how to upgrade to iOS 10. So when it comes out in five days, <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow that tip. We were maybe a little bit overly optimistic. We thought they were going to announce it for today. It's yeah, <laughs> probably like all ready to go. Yeah. We've got some iOS 10 tips coming out for tomorrow, too. So nice, a fun little preview for you. Yeah, we should link to a few of them in our, in our podcast post. There you post. go, there you go. In a few days, you'll be able to use all of those tips that are coming out in yes. the next few days. Okay, on to the debate. Okay. All right, should you buy the iPhone 7? Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> all right, why don't you guys tell us which side of the debate you are on. Sarah? 
I'm not buying. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I am buying an iPhone 7. But to, yeah, just to clarify, because we got an angry commenter, <laughs> and they were angry because we, I, I think it was me. It was my fault. I mentioned that I may not buy the iPhone. I was maybe being a little bit, uh, I, I was using Cranky. a poetic license. <laughs> I will, in fact, all of us here in the office will, in fact, own the new device because it's our job. But sometimes we like to pretend like we're normal people who may or may not make a decision. If it wasn't my job, I wouldn't buy okay. the iPhone 7. Okay. How yeah. about that? All so right, it's more theoretical, go. really. But. I am true to form. Even though I was complaining and cranky leading up to the announcement, I'm excited. I am going to buy it, and I think you guys should, too. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so let's first, to back up your statements, Okay. let's talk about why, what is different about the iPhone 7 that would warrant a change, mm -hmm. David. Well, I, I think, and this is the reason why I end up buying a new phone every year, honestly. So I, I'm, I'm maybe kind of under <laughs> undercutting my argument just by stating that. But the main thing is when people look at the new phones, they tend to focus on the, like, the new, really kind of cutting edge things and decide based on that. Whereas my experience is the most important thing to consider is the overall form, the overall phone performance. So the faster processor, the better battery life, those two things are a huge deal. And mm -hmm. they let you take advantage of all the other phones features. Um, all iOS 10 is going to have a lot of cool new features and having a new phone that's going to support those and your phone isn't going to get slow, you're going to be able to use it better every day. I think we spend so much time with this device, it's worth having the best one. Okay. I do talk to a lot of people with older devices. Granted, it's usually not like the success. It's older than, it, well, yeah, that's the newest phone right now. But usually it's more than a generation old. Has a hard time running the new so uh, operating system. Sure, but I have a success. Uh -huh. You know, I feel like the difference <laughs> isn't going to be significant enough. And I feel like the iOS, sorry, not the iOS, the iPhone 8, it's the 10-year iPhone anniversary. It's, I mean, I feel like just a normal person who doesn't, like, waste all their money on phones because they have to for their job. <laughs> it's not to be fair we buy them for you yeah. <laughs> come on now yeah but whatever most people's companies don't buy i mean yeah. if your company buys you a new iphone go for it yeah but most people have to pay for these things yeah you know like the next iphone is going to be awesome it's the 10-year iphone anniversary there's going to be a major according to the rumors a major form factor change you know and if you have an older phone sure but if you have the success it's it's going to be just fine maybe it won't be the very fastest, but it'll certainly be quite good. And the 6S will be fine, for sure. It's not a bad option. Um, a, a couple points, though, on that. Number one, the contract model has shifted. So we're no longer under contract with our phones, which means part it is a more expensive investment up front. You have to pay for it up front. Mm -hmm. But the yes, a another good phone's coming out next year is, I mean, it's still, of course, do we want to buy a phone this year and next year? Um, but you're not locked into contract, so you're not having to choose which year you upgrade, number one. Right, so it's not really the same game anymore, yeah. where it was always a two-year yeah. choice. Number two, another factor that's important to factor in is that um, the resale value of the iPhones is pretty high. A one-generation-old phone, you can usually sell for four or $500. So we're not talking, even though you're pay spending 650 on a new phone, you're really spending about 150 to upgrade. But would you really get the 32 gigabyte model? Because I feel like that's too small. I would get the 128. Like, But I, you're also going to get more money for your current model if you have 64 yeah, gigabytes? Yeah, you make more when you resell it as well. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm not exactly sure which one ends up being a better deal in terms of when you factor in resale. But it's certainly you're going to make more money when you sell a bigger form, a bigger phone too. Well, I have a question, Sarah. So was your stance that if you have the iPhone 6S, it's not worth upgrading? Or even what if you have the iPhone 6 or the iPhone 5? I think if I had the iPhone 5, I would upgrade, or the, even the iPhone 5S. Um, but, you know, there's also the iPhone SE, which is less expensive. So mm -hmm. if you're happier with the smaller size and you don't really care about having, like, the coolest, fastest, latest, mm -hmm. that might be a good option, too. I know someone who just very recently upgraded to the SE and is really happy about it. And she's actually a featured eye user this month. Or not this <laughs> month, this issue, the winter issue, which is... Sorry, guys, I know it's just September, but we're working ahead. Yeah, we are. I, okay. I think one more point on the, on the big debate before we get into all these fine point details. I think... 
the argument of it'll be just fine is tough for me because I think <laughs> I think that we use our phones fanboy. so much. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fanboy. I'm sorry. At least you admit it. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. It's a similar thing to why we were talking about we all love our Apple Watch. There's a certain, and partly we live in a society that's now very impatient and wants instant gratification, but if your phone is a little bit slow and you look at it and use it like, what, 100 times a day? Uh, it's that adds up to a lot of inconvenience over a large period of time. So even though each usage is only marginally more inconvenient over a one to two year lifetime span of a phone, that adds up to being a lot of inconvenience and it's not that much money to upgrade. I think it's not that big of an inconvenience, David. And I also think it's really a personal choice because you know, like for instance, people who really cook, they care a lot about, for instance, like what kind of pots they use or what kind of olive oil they buy or what kind of mixer they have. I cook a lot, just so you know, that's where, that's where this example is coming from. But maybe like the phone's not as important. You have to choose. I mean, most of us don't have like a it's budget priorities. that allows us to just get the best, fastest, newest of everything. Everyone has to prioritize. And, you know, I feel like if it weren't my job, like this is not something that would be a huge priority. Maybe I shouldn't be telling my boss this, but like (laughs) the latest iPhone in terms of like what I want to put my like money and attention on is it's, it's not like, it's maybe up there. I do enjoy it, but it's not like the top. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, people have to make those decisions, like what really works for them. We've sort of talked about, we've talked about cost here and Mm -hmm. speed. But when I asked about, like really what's new with the iPhone 7 that should warrant an upgrade, we haven't covered really like what is new in terms Mm -hmm. of features. So was your implication that there aren't really any fancy new features that get people excited with iPhone 7? Ooh, (laughs) that was a a (laughs) trick question there. Well, should we talk about what these features are? I don't want to list them. I don't want to help David. Okay, so it's water and dust resistant to the what is it ip67 mm-hmm. that's a big deal yeah um it's so that, you can't swim with it you can't so you but cannot, you could yeah, fall yeah, into uh, some water can, with it you cannot swim with it well they showed someone falling into water and they're like this wouldn't be as big of a disaster but it wasn't the same like the apple watch they're like yeah take it swimming wait wait like did we IP say it was ip67 means what like five meters 30 minutes yeah so that's that's pretty good yeah and to me, that's... Wow, that didn't fully register. That was the most... Me. That was one of the... Again, it's not flashy, but how many times have you come close to spilling water on your phone or dropping your phone into a body of water? I mean, I've ruined a phone. So I think having an extra I level of security... I love about how you ruined the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you told this last year at this one, the, the moped puddle. No, no, that's not even That's it. not even it. It's okay, not even you don't have it. to tell. You don't have to tell. <laughs> well, yeah. That's right, moving right along. I really don't. There's some new colors. There's jet black, which I'll admit looks very cool and fancy and shiny. And there's a matte black, and then there's all the usual colors. So jet black, they had this kind of kind of ridiculous video from uh, Johnny Ive telling about the process of creating this like high gloss jet black color it and has annoying. a stainless steel Apple logo on it. But as annoying as the video was, it does look really I good. Feel like they I, just want I wanted it. Yeah. I feel like they just make those videos to make the phone look really sexy with like a British accent doing like multi-syllabic words. I know. And the reason it's a video is because nobody could say all those words live without messing up. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't work. I looked at that and I was like, I know they're doing this to me, but it, it's still really sexy. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a new sports car. It was really like a really yeah. nice phone. So you, uh, I, did you have how did you feel about the jet black? I like it. Okay. Um, but at the same time, like, I have the rose gold phone, which I was excited about. Um, I have a case on it. Mm, you know, like, yeah. 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 It kind of gets you in the moment, but you're like, doesn't right. really matter. It's not worth upgrading. Okay, so jet black, we have the waterproof. What else? What else Water resistant. Water resistant. Um, <laughs> better <laughs> selfie camera, seven megapixel selfie camera. I think Instead the camera is... Instead of five megapixels, which has kind of stood out and, for a while. And there's, you know, the... The uh, rear-facing camera is better to 12 megapixels, 1.8 aperture, right? Wider color. The, the biggest thing was the processor for the camera. Yeah. The, it, the it was... bigger thing for the whole phone is the processor. I'm trying not to make your argument for you, but this processor, <laughs> the A10 Fusion, is amazing. Yeah. But you know what? The one on the iPhone 8 will be amazing too, and I'm perfectly happy with the, <laughs> the A10. No, but I'm talking about in particular because I haven't even I haven't even gone to the processor yet. I'm talking about the um, the camera. So now they have a much more advanced 
photographic processor. I don't know what to call it, but basically it's going to have better, not only is the actual camera better, but it processes the images better. It does a good job of understanding the color ranges, white balance, all the sciencey stuff. Um, so end of the day, you're gonna get better pictures, even with the seven, obviously we're gonna get to it, but the seven plus has uh, two cameras. I'm pretty sure I can still take bad pictures with an iPhone seven. I'm pretty sure you could too, <laughs> but they would be higher quality bad pictures. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then should we talk about the, I mean, I have to give this to you. The A10 Fusion is really cool. It is cool. So it's a quad core processor. Right. Uh, and what it does is it, you guys are gonna have to help me out here a little bit, but basically it has two different modes. So it has two dual core processors. One of them is designed for efficiency in terms of battery, battery life, battery right. life. And the other is in terms of, um, speed, speed. So it will decide based on the task, whether it is a, a task that requires a lot of speed and therefore will use the more advanced processor or whether it doesn't, and it'll therefore use the processor designed for battery life. Right. So this allows it to have the best battery life of any iPhone and also to be twice as fast as the iPhone 6. And they right. said on the two 6... Two additional... Yeah. Two additional hours for the 7 and one additional hour for the 7 Plus because the, the 6S Plus already had a much bigger battery. Okay, and that's relative to, yeah, the 6S, which is, to me, again, a really big deal, especially... Wait, what's relative to the success? So two additional hours of battery life on average for an iPhone user for the 7 from the 6 S. So That's pretty amazing. And, and, and to me, it's like in my That's daily life, I don't need it that much. Like I usually go to bed with about 20 to 25%. But if I'm traveling, my phone dies at like 6 or 7 o'clock at night and it drives me crazy. And if I could get to like 8 or 9 o'clock at night, or even if I could somehow manage to get even a little bit more battery power out of it, mm -hmm. that's a really big functional difference in my life. How often do you travel? Because I just don't feel like I do often enough for that to be a problem. Plus, right. like if I'm in a car, I've got my phone plugged in. If I'm in an airport, I have like a battery case on. And I but have think a about not charger. needing that battery case. Yeah. I feel like an additional hour or two is not going to free me. Well, and that's that's the question. If it doesn't, if you still have to carry around a battery case, then it doesn't matter. The the answer is I travel a lot, which is why it matters to me. But if you, again, if you don't travel a lot, if you don't tend to run out of battery, I then mean, it's I, not a big deal. I definitely run out of battery when I'm traveling because I'm reading books and Kindle. The Kindle app keeps your phone bright for a long time, so mm -hmm. it uses up a lot of batteries. Mm -hmm. Or I watch shows and that uses a lot of battery. Or you're just mm -hmm. using cellular, which can use a lot more battery than Wi-Fi sometimes if you're looking for a signal a lot. Um, but I don't think one or two hours of battery is actually going to help me in that case. I'm still going to have to bring my battery mm -hmm. case and a battery pack. What do you guys you think about, like, I mean, a lot <laughs> cases and battery packs, they're kind of big investments. A lot of them cost, like, you know, more than $50. Do you think that with this new water resistance and dust resistance that you won't need a case? I mean... To be honest, I don't I don't like using cases, but I, I do use them anyway just because I don't... You can still drop it and damage it. You can still break the screen. Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm going to be somewhere where I think I'm going to drop it, I will put on a rugged case. Did they know? talk a whole lot about how much better the screen is? Cause, and we they saw some rumors ahead of time about... They didn't about, talk about it at they all. Did, they didn't even mention it. No. I wonder so, then if um, Corning Glass... What's the company that makes the... Screens. The Gorilla Glass. Gorilla yeah. Glass. They there was a they had a press release recently of the, the new Gorilla Glass that was like four times tougher. But you'd think if that was, if that made it into the iPhone Seven, they would have mentioned. Yeah, that. No, I, think, I don't think that's going that to. must be that maybe right. that's the iPhone Eight's going to get that. <laughs> but you know, like I feel like the setup I've got right now on my phone, which is I have a peel case, um, which is basically like this extremely thin plastic. It's basically adds no bulk to your phone, and I have a Zag. Um, screen like glass screen protector and i feel like if this was water resistant this would be perfect in almost any situation except for if i thought i was going to be doing something where i might drop it like i always put a protective case on when i go camping or to the dog park or mm -hmm. yeah no uh... I guess this is just the day for Sarah and I to disagree because I don't have any case on my phone. Um, now, You'll be better off with iPhone 7. I will in your be better situation. off. That being said, I don't necessarily advocate. I don't advocate doing it because of the waterproof. Because, like Sarah said, the main risk is really the dropping. It's it's your screen breaking, and there's no extra protection here for that. So what I do recommend is having a glass screen protector. 
And that seems to do the trick for me. I've never broken my screen underneath a glass screen protector. Um, and the back of the phone's aluminum, and I think that... I've dented mine. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten scratches here and there, but not so much so where it's unsightly. And to me, it's really nice to not have to put it in a case. So I recommend glass screen protector on the front, nothing on the back, unless, unless you really, really need it, and then you can get a case. I just wanted to acknowledge quickly, we will be talking about the iPhone 7 Plus. After mm -hmm. this, we're going to talk about if you are upgrading, which one should you get? Mm -hmm. And it does have different camera features that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. So we should we just so, acknowledge that. So have that. we covered all the differences we didn't talk well, about? Well, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys is about there is no headphone jack in the iPhone uh -huh. 7 right, or 7 Plus. Important. And that, you know, depending on your stance, could be a good thing or a bad thing. So how does that affect each of your decisions, Sarah? It doesn't affect my decisions. I'm kind of looking forward to it because I have yet to hold like ownership of a pair of like Apple earpods that came with my iPhone because mm -hmm. my children immediately like lose theirs and then take mine. <laughs> um, so, well, that's fine. I have a much nicer pair of ear earbuds that I guard with my life and nobody's allowed to touch them. <laughs> but I, it's not a factor. It's funny because I, I totally thought this was your strongest argument because yeah. to me... I think in the long run, I think Apple did the right thing, but in the short term, it's going to be tough because right. there's going to be, A, there's going to be an interim period where the headphone manufacturers haven't adjusted, haven't necessarily yeah. made the changes, and so then you're going to have to carry on this doggo, which everybody's going to lose. You're going to lose it. It's true. So the iPhone 7 so ships with an adapter, yeah. right? I it have ships this with it. really nice pair of earbuds that were like $200. I'm not replacing those. I'm going to keep yeah, it. So exactly. I'm going to have to have the adapter on it. And I actually, we have an electric uh, grand piano at my house that has a, an adapter for the earphones that you use with that. Mm -hmm. And that thing is always going missing. So I, yeah. you know, like. Adapters are annoying. It, I think you're going to lose it. It will be annoying. So, you know, but you're going to get a pair of ear pods with your phone that fit in the lightning jack you are going to get that adapter just like duct tape it to your earbuds i don't know but, um, but here's I, the thing i really hope people aren't using those earbuds as their only headphones because music sounds so much better with a nice pair of headphones and now you if you already have a nice pair of headphones yeah you wouldn't want to switch back yeah i will definitely be using the uh actually it's kind of an inconvenience because how will I pass on those earbuds to my children once one of them loses it and steals her sister's and then there's a fight and I can stop it by giving my earbuds to them? Mm. I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> yeah, there, there are problems. Well, Phil Schiller made the point, his whole argument was that it makes no sense to tether ourselves to our mobile devices. That, I thought, was the strongest argument. He also, like, you know, Apple was tooting its own horn saying, oh, like, we have the courage to make this change. That's that the number the one reason why we're getting... moment. But he, you know, he was saying like wireless is the future. Uh, why you like we have very limited space in our phones that we have all these things we're trying that's to fit the into real it. Reason. Uh, why why should we waste it on a headphone jack that's like a hundred year old technology that why are we still using? I mean, so there is this inconvenience. But do you guys think that that was a valid point that 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 really Apple is making the right mood move? I mean, you're still tethered to your phone if you're plugging it into the lightning jack and you can't charge your phone at the same time. And in fact, it right. may be draining your battery faster because if you have any kind of earphones that require some power, then that's drawing from your phone. That's a pretty. That's a pretty rough one. I'm not sure if I agree with that in terms of really being a major consideration of draining your battery. But um, <laughs> there goes I, your extra two hours, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the problem with wireless is two things. Number one, we already talked about it. Bluetooth is really convenient, but it compresses the audio, so the audio quality isn't as good. Um, now, for your average consumer, you're not going to care, you're not going to notice, but if you're really an audiophile, it does make a difference. Uh, number two, uh, headphones that are wireless run out of battery. Uh, and so that's very true. Then you need you still need to have something to plug in. Whenever I'm traveling, I never travel. Most wireless headphones have a auxiliary input that you can use to then plug it in. But now I'm gonna have to get a new auxiliary input cable that goes with it. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a little bit annoying. Uh, this is to me 
I, I is think this the th- biggest factor for you, like in terms of like it's a big con for you. Okay. Uh, yes and no. I think Apple did the right thing. I think Phil Schiller is right. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna throw that out there. Except for the whole courage thing, that was really annoying. Oh, well, I know okay. that was like such a it's like you had a good argument and then you said. But that. You, you can be right and obnoxious at the same time. <laughs> I'm That's pro- happened to the day. I, I'm proving that point right now. <laughs> David's put a lot of thought into that. At least you're honest. Um, here's the thing. Apple does have a history of doing this and doing this successfully. They got rid of a floppy disk. Everyone complained. They got rid of the DVD players in their hard, in their computers. Everyone complained. Yeah. They got rid of the Ethernet cable. Everyone complained. So we aren't going to miss it in the long run. It does take up a necessary space that there's no reason why it needs to take up that space. So he's right. And we're getting dual speakers. Oh, yeah. Stereo, stereo speakers. speakers. You get stereo speakers. Two times louder. There's yeah. Time making your which is really nice, again. which I know, and I'm making yours, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so it is, he is right. It is nice, but it, it, there is an inconvenience factor of all those people out there who already bought really nice headphones and now either need to buy new headphones or use an adapter or figure out a solution. So there mm-hmm. is an inconvenience factor and there won't be as many new headphones available right away. It'll take a little bit. So I don't think that you should not buy a phone because of this. And I do, I think the internet's going to freak out and overblow this issue and it's not that big of a deal. But it's also not completely not a deal. It's so yeah. it's, it's like painful. Like how painful for you is the switch to lightning? Do you think it'll be this pain? That I painful? I didn't think it or? was that painful. I thought the internet freaked out, and then it wasn't that big of a deal. Personally, what did you guys think? Yeah, yeah, not that painful. I, I think before we move on to the seven versus seven plus, I I want to hear from Sarah what is so exciting about the iPhone eight that you know. Obviously, these are rumors and speculation, but that would make it that much better than getting the iPhone 7. Well, this kind of goes with the argument in favor of the 7 Plus, which is that the 7 Plus, and we'll talk about this more, has an amazing camera with some really cool capabilities. And I'm kind of hoping that the iPhone 8, in addition to the Plus, will have that camera and then mm-hmm. maybe I can start taking good pictures. We'll see. <laughs> so I think that that will be cool. Um, I think, you know, all these great things that the iPhone 7 has in its favor will also be in the iPhone 8 and maybe even better. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't feel a rush to do it. And I think, and if there is a new form factor, you know, then I'm going to have to change cases and all these other things. So why not, not wait till then? Yeah. So let's talk about this new camera because we've alluded to it a lot. What mm-hmm. is, what makes this camera so cool on the iPhone 7 Plus? So are we switching Plus? to yeah, the iPhone we're, 7 Plus? Okay. okay. So you, that's a, okay, that's just a so summary of what the iPhone 8... I mean, there's there's a lot of rumors out there. One is that wireless charging, which is something I know a lot of people want, and we didn't get that with the iPhone 7. So yeah, maybe the iPhone I'm 8 really will have that. that. Maybe we'll get that with the iPhone 8. They're talking about maybe no home... Uh, no... Oh, gosh. We didn't even talk about the home button. Because nobody is cares. Upgraded, but like nobody cares. It's really like they said, oh, it's upgraded, and then they didn't really tell us much. They, yeah, but yeah. it's like force sensitive or something. And the new ha- tap- haptic touch thing. I, I really the haptic didn't care. engine yeah, wasn't the that exciting. Yeah. I didn't care. So it's probably gonna like do like small vibrations, if, like if the care, um, Apple Watch does to like let you know that something happened. But anyway, so if you care about this. <laughs> It will be covered in um, an article we will be posting about the event. So yeah. you can still find out more. We don't care. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, but the iPhone 8 may have like edge-to-edge screen with the no longer a physical home button, but it will be able to read your f- Touch ID fingerprint through you know, just like a, the screen. Yeah. Right. Maybe. We'll maybe. see. Maybe. So, that you know, again, it's also, you can like say like, oh, next year we'll get all those things, but maybe we won't. And are you going to wait forever yeah. to get your phone? Yeah. And I've been hearing edge to edge since well, iPhone 4, honestly. Well, here's the honestly. thing is yeah. every iPhone is going to be... Over this company. <laughs> yeah. Every iPhone is going to be better than the last, you know? And so you could just like get on this like hamster wheel of upgrades... <laughs> <laughs> like David, and just upgrade every year, or you can just decide this <laughs> this is the frequency that works for my budget, it works for my lifestyle, and so I'm just mm. going to stick to that and not like let myself get caught up in this frenzy of, <laughs> the look you're giving me, David, this frenzy of like, oh, I have to have the latest, coolest thing. Like, why not just step back from that and decide what works for you without yeah. getting carried away? You're turning this into such like a... 
moral argument. I'm <laughs> trying to take the moral high ground of materialism. I don't have to like... take it. I'm on it. <laughs> okay. There you go. Well, I'm going to stay on my hamster wheel uh, because I enjoy new tech. I enjoy convenience in my life. And I... <laughs> <laughs> this is getting really personal, isn't it? <laughs> Um, and so I'll have you know I have a really mix, amazing stand mixer. Just okay, so you know. <laughs> okay, good. No, I, I I I completely agree with you. It you can get through the next year and be totally happy with the six S. So obviously we're having fun debating. But if you can't afford it, if you don't feel like you want to spend the money on this as opposed to other things, definitely don't. But if you have the money and you can't afford it, the upgrade is worth the convenience. All right, that that's a wrap for our iPhone Seven argument. So but, now, but, assuming but I, I, I want to, uh, you uh, get to judge it. What's what's oh, your opinion? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. How is this fair? Because you are her boss. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like having like these eyeballs staring at me right now. You don't have to tell us who won, but tell us: Are you? Do you think it's worth upgrading? Were you persuaded by one <laughs> argument or the other? You know, I would have to say that I think Sarah won. (laughs) And the reason I think this is just that really what she said about being a moral person struck a chord with me. No, no, I I do think that, you know, I'm excited about the iPhone 7 and I definitely get caught up in the fear of missing out. But she makes a good point that if you have the 6S already, you already have a lot of that speed. You like, I mean, I really don't find that I'm spending a lot of time waiting for apps to load and things like that on my current phone, unlike with my Apple Watch. So I really think that if I wasn't like, you know, in the tech industry, that I would be just fine and waiting until next year. And it, you know, the rumors have been pretty consistent. We're going to see great things next year. Um, On the other hand, I am buying the iPhone 7. <laughs> the question is whether it's going to be the iPhone 7 or 7 Plus. There you go. Right. And now that I want to okay, get into. Okay, and let's explain why. Because I feel like last year we all pretty unanimously rejected the, the 6S Plus and the 6 Plus because they're just so freaking huge. They're that huge. It's, they're if they're huge. just awkward, they don't fit even in man pockets barely. Like And women's clothing barely has pockets. So it's just... And they just don't fit in your hand comfortably. But Don't on the other hand, skinny jeans with the fake pockets oh, doesn't those are the worst. fit anything. Anyways, <laughs> so um, so but this camera, I mean, I has an amazing. It's pretty it's, amazing. It's amazing. Do you want? Yeah, I feel like you, there, unless you wanted the huge screen before, there was really not that much of a reason to get the seven, the six plus, except for that it had uh, image stabilization that's better than the seven. Mm-hmm. Now the iPhone seven plus camera has a dual lens. So it both has a wide angle and a telephoto lens. and uh, So the way it works is um, you can up to two times zoom. It works uh, optically, like with the mm-hmm. two lenses to zoom. And then you can zoom up to 10 times. And then that switches over to like a software zoom where the, it, the software takes the two images and zooms it for you. But you get really amazing zoom, like... You know, generally the advice with taking pictures with an iPhone is don't even bother zooming because it sucks. Mm -hmm. And then another amazing thing is uh, it's not available yet, but you will be able to have depth of field, which is where Mm -hmm. you can take a picture of, say, a person, and they're all clear and crisp, and the background is all blurry. And I'm sounding like I'm in favor of upgrading to the iPhone 7 Plus, (laughs) but actually my position in this debate is if I were to upgrade, I would not get the iPhone 7 Plus. Interesting. Yeah, and... I, you made my point for me because, and this is, I, I've been holding off making this point because this is to me one of the most exciting, this is the exciting thing announced mm-hmm. this, this this year. The flashy thing. Not just flashy, but I think it has real substance to it, which is it solves the two biggest problems with the iPhone camera. Number one, you couldn't zoom except for digitally zoom. And all digital zoom did was make the picture bigger and less clear. Whereas now we have an actual optic zoom where you can zoom in without degrading the quality. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. And number two, when you look at those really high quality portraits that people are taking or really high quality photos, it's because they have digital SLR cameras that can control depth of field. And now we can do that digitally with this camera. So it's yeah, really amazing. It's like a huge breakthrough. It's a huge breakthrough. And I think that it's a big deal. It's not, a huge deal. Not only because it's fixing the two problems, but 
photos are really an important thing in all of our lives. Like that's how we capture everything that's going on around us. And so I think being able to have high quality photos is, is really an, uh, one of the most important things in a phone, honestly. Right. And I, I find it kind of ironic that actually I wouldn't get the 7 Plus in spite of the amazing camera because I threw kind of a tantrum in our last uh, <laughs> episode about how Apple better step it up with the camera or because they were just not oh, yeah, keeping up. Yeah, but... Right. Like Samsung is, was so much better, right? Right. But the saying. truth is I don't take a lot of photos and I'm not very good at taking photos and I'm not... I don't feel like I use the camera on my iPhone enough that it will be worth the inconvenience of having like a freaking dinner plate in my hand when I'm like (laughs) checking like Facebook and my email and making phone calls and texting. It's going to be really annoying. And I'm, I think that I would hate it. It is an interesting thing. I mean, I do think that having the bigger screen is also a convenience. It's, I, I agree. It's inconvenient to carry around and I may, I'm still debating whether or not I will buy it because of that inconvenience, but Mm -hmm. it also but you actually enjoy photography. I enjoy mm. photography, but... You're good at it? I don't Better know. than me. Yeah, I enjoy it. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think you're buying this for photography. Like, if you're a serious photographer, you're going to use a DSLR. You're buying this to capture the moments in your life when you're out with your friends, you're with your family, you're with your nephew, your kids, uh, and you want to have a, a high-quality photo, and you don't want to have to carry around a giant camera around your neck. So it's not about photography so much in terms of the art form as it is in terms of capturing the moments. Um, But also the bigger screen is really nice. Like, yes, it's a hassle to carry around, but when you're checking email, if you're on the go and you're trying to do something a little Mm -hmm. bit more than a normal phone lets you do, it's really nice. It's the same reason why I love using my iPad is having a really big screen makes a much bigger difference than you'd think in terms of how you interact. Well, I mean, if you, like, I don't have an iPad, so maybe a bigger iPhone would be better because I confess to watching movies yeah, on my iPhone because I, I hide from my children <laughs> while they watch the, both of our TVs. And so, um, but I still just can't get over the sides. I've used the iPhone 6 Plus before, and I really disliked it. It's very, I agree, the size is clunky. Like, it, it, it really, this one, I agree with your statement, the last one, it's a personal decision. Because I think we can all agree that the camera's amazing and worth having. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's extra hundred bucks, it's probably worth spending extra oh, yeah. hundred bucks to have the camera. If taking photos was more important to me, say my kids were younger and I wanted to like, like if you want good pictures of kids, it's actually, you need to catch them in like candid moments where you're far enough away from them that they don't notice you. <laughs> right. Um, but my kids, like, pose for so- selfies constantly. I mean, they're teenagers, so I mm-hmm. don't need that. Yeah. But if, if photography is super important to you, then, you, you know, but, you know, like David said, if you're really serious, you're going to have a really nice camera. But if it's just important to you in terms of documenting your life, then, yeah, maybe this would be worth it. I don't know that it's universally agreed upon, though, that it can't be used, like, for a serious photographer. I mean, at least Apple today seemed to be, like, they had quotes from these, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're always pushing that narrative about how fabulous their iPhone cameras are. Yeah. And it's... I mean, I guess I was, maybe I was <laughs> duped, but I felt like, okay, maybe the, with the 7 Plus you can be, take artistic photos. Oh, and you can take artistic photos, you know, with an iPhone 4. You can take artistic photos with an iPhone 7 perfectly fine, and certainly the new camera makes them better. I mean, like our iPhone photography contest, there's always amazing photos. Yeah, Yeah, but my point is, if you are in... you know, there are plenty of iPhone photographers that this is their art form, is using iPhones, and that's great. Um, But Mm -hmm. most people who are doing photography as an art form aren't using their, their phones. You know, mostly when you're evaluating a, cam- a camera on your phone, you're evaluating for its ability to capture the moment as opposed to it's, it's the It's replaced the point-and-shoot camera, basically. Yeah, exactly. So am I understanding that, you know, Sarah's kind of summary would be it's not the cost that's the problem with the 7 Plus because $100 more, this camera is worth it, and but really the deal-breaker is the size? Absolutely. And David, what, how would you summarize your stance well, before the trade-off was, yes, you had this beautiful screen that was nicer, but you had to carry it around and it was too big. But to me, now there's two pros and one's con. The, you get this beautiful screen that's way nicer to engage with every day, and you get this much better camera, but you have to carry it around. And it's definitely a con. Some people won't do it because of that. You know, <laughs> Some of it, ironically, is like, 
your lifestyle? Do you carry, you know, are you wearing, are you wearing skinny jeans and can't fit it in your pocket? Uh, <laughs> do you have a big purse where it does not a big deal or, you know, do you not mind carrying it? So it's definitely a personal decision and there is no right or wrong for this one. But I see two pros and they're both pretty, pretty big. Like mm-hmm, the nice yeah. big screen really makes a difference, I find. And having the camera is really great. But you, I definitely agree with Sarah. It's a hassle. I feel like this is the first time in the history of our company where since they introduced the plus sizes that I felt like people in our office were genuinely wanting one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Up until now, none of us had, none of us have the six plus because it was just too big. It's going to be really interesting to see what people decide, like the iPhone uh, yeah. Life team decides yeah, and on. I'm really interested in hearing from our readers and listeners, actually, this is a podcast, our listeners, what you guys think. Are you going to upgrade to the iPhone 7 or are you intrigued enough by the camera to do the 7 plus and so you oh. should email us at podcast at iphonelife.com and let us know mm-hmm. what your thoughts are and i have an idea about that too it's the first time these guys are hearing of it but um <laughs> you send us voice memos of telling us why you are making the choice you're going to make and we might play it on the podcast I especially have, if you use clean language i yes. have another idea too that could be fun we could do a poll so yeah. we'll put a poll in, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast and we'll link to a poll. So definitely, you know, shoot us an email with all the reasons, but also just go vote. I'd be really curious to, to find out that I won. So we can put, <laughs> so we can put a, a poll in our iphonelife.com slash podcast I don't podcast know. I think we can. <laughs> okay. This is the problem with brainstorming. I know. We're like all on. getting so excited yeah. here. But come, check out the blog post and we may or may not have a poll for you. We will. We'll figure and it out. Send your emails and voice memos to podcasts at iphonelife.com. Um, so for this, did you guys have any other points you wanted to make or should I, I think tell you guys it. what I think? Go ahead. Yeah. What do you think? I if so if you're going to upgrade I agree with David that it it just what you said about that there are two pros and one con and they're two strong pros Mm -hmm. and a strong strong con but you know the good outweighs the bad with the iPhone 7 plus I for myself am gonna have to go and try an iPhone 7 plus to see if I you know like you know put in my purse walk around with it try some cases with it see what I think but I'm leaning towards the iPhone 7 Plus. Ooh. All right. One in one. One for one. That, we right. can all walk out I of here with, with our head held high. Yeah. Okay. I do think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm agreed with you, though. I think we all have to do an iPhone field trip. And, like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pre-order for this because I want to, <laughs> like, hold it and be like, how big of a deal is it to carry it around? Like, I am concerned about it. So it's not nothing. We're going to have to say, take some pictures of this iPhone field <laughs> trip. This sounds so funny. <laughs> Hold right, it well, up to your head and see how, like, how close to the size of your head the phone is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's important. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us today, everyone. Yep. This is pretty exciting. Um, and don't forget to go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to become one of our daily tip subscribers and to iphonelife.com slash insider to become an insider and master your iPhone even faster. And one more time, shoot us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com. And to vote, go to podcast. No, iphonelife.com slash podcast. That's right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.